Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. I don't know if we could be friends anymore, Mindy. There were a lot of things I did appreciate with the movie. It is. It wasn't of... scary, though. And maybe that's because, as an adult, whatever. And, like, the scene where everything pops out, I'm just waiting for it to bust out in song and dance because I've seen Spaceballs so many times. No, I will say, in Mindy's defense, when you watch iconic movies that you've never seen that have become part of our culture, you do have this weird sense of deja vu. Oh yeah, because it makes them really hokey. I remember watching Casablanca for the first time. Mm -hmm. I hate that movie. In college, and feeling that way, feeling like this is like this is what we like. Yeah. You know, it's because it's so pervasive. Here's looking at you, kid. Or play it again, Sam, or whatever. They're parts of our culture. And at least I didn't laugh my way through it like I did The Shining. I thought The Shining was hilarious. Mm. Loved the book. The book scared the shit out of me. <laughs> but the movie was hilarious. Well. And I still walk around like this. Uh, I don't think we actually mentioned it. The, the, the film that we're talking about is Alien, the first Alien. So <laughs> uh, Mindy finally saw it. And I'm being educated. That's right. Slowly, clearly. <laughs> have you seen? Did he? Did he have you watched Aliens yet? No, but from what I understand, it is an action flick. It is. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. It's what happens when you when you throw a horror film into an action movie. And the worst part is, is like, when did this come out again? It came out in '79. Oh, it's as old as me. Yeah, I'm sure that went over well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, folks, welcome again to. Zompocalypse now. We were off last week because Dustin and I felt compelled to go see Curtis uh, in uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. The live script reading. Does and that make me a bad person for yes. not going? Yes, you're a horrible person. I was supportive, though. Yeah. You, okay. missed a, you missed a thing that I did. It, it was, was a great thing. We, we laughed much. <laughs> you know, I saw the pictures fun. on Facebook, and if it's not on Facebook, then it never existed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, we are back uh, last week, if you, if we had been, if we'd recorded last week, we basically would have sat there and went, "Oh my God, this entire family is full of manipulative monsters, and it's awesome." Yes. Uh, that's basically what happened last week. Is uh, the family stone looked around and said, "We lock it here. Who <laughs> do we have yeah. to screw or, or kill or, or kill manipulate? Or, yeah, to to take over, and they set out to do exactly that." And you would have also talked about how much you're enjoying this season, which is surprising you, probably. Because of that reason. Because of the fact that the the, the family has, has settled on a place, and they're like, <laughs> nice ranch you got here. I think I'll take it. <laughs> well, and because there's a level of quality to the writing this season that really, especially in the first season, and a good chunk of, I'd say the first few episodes of season two, just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a real, it was, Dustin and I really were hate watching it because it's like, why are these people so awful? Mm-hmm. How are these people so stupid? What are these people thinking? And while I will maintain 
repeatedly that Madison is a monster. She is an amazing monster. <laughs> and I, okay, here's my feeling on that. Yes, I think she has, she's a bit of a monster. But I don't think she's any worse than Walter White from Breaking Bad or, or uh, what's his name from, from Mad Men. You know, right, we've but these, had... these people aren't being portrayed as... You're kind of watching those shows to watch that awful person fall. No, you're not. You are absolutely you, not. You are... Yes, yes you're, you are watching... You are watching Breaking Bad with the hope that Walter White is going to crash and burn. No, I wanted him to win the whole but time. He, but you knew, he, you knew he can't win. That's it's not I'm possible for him to win. I, I agree. No. Each time, each time. I mean, when I was watching that show, you you were just God damn it! It didn't happen. His journey to damnation was the part that was interesting, and with Mad Men, with you watching Draper basically just be. A train wreck of a human being. That's why you watch the show. That and the production design, because the production design was gorgeous. But Don Draper is an awful, awful human being. And I will say, I will say, after about four years of Mad Men, I was watching like the second to last, maybe the third to last season. I can't remember how long that show lasted. And I was sitting there watching it, and I'm like, I really hate Don Draper. Why am I still watching a show about somebody I hate? And I just turned it off and never turned it back on. You so you stepped away from what many people could not, and I salute you, sir. However, um, Madison is still an amazing monster, she's, and she's well. She's coming into it finally, I think. <laughs> yeah, like I think that if <laughs> because I mean there have been flashes of it. I think ever since the beginning of the show, like. When her principal turned into a walker and she just like bashed his head in with a with a fire fire extinguisher, just mm -hmm. like okay, I guess this is what we're doing now, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then blocking that woman in the cage with all the you know, and she does it. She's not doing it for her own personal gain. She is she is willing to kill, steal, and destroy for the safety and protection of her children. Even when her children would really rather she not. <laughs> please, yes. Please, Mom, please stop helping. <laughs> <laughs> because everything about this two-hour episode tonight was, how can Madison make this worse? <laughs> well, no. The first episode was, how can Madison make this worse? The second episode was, how can Madison become <laughs> the boss bitch of the world? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yes, the first episode was very much... Every decision Madison made, no matter what her justification, was the wrong decision. And so you have. And the, here's the here's yeah. where there's a problem with that. What happened in the in the at first episode of tonight? Every decision that Madison made that was wrong. If she had not made those decisions, if she had left things alone, or made a completely different decision, or. Or, or tried to to go in a different direction, it would still have could have ended up with the ending we saw tonight, because the decisions Madison made ultimately had no weight in episode in the first episode, with the exception of getting people killed. Yes, with the exception of getting people killed. And, and that, um, where where the real question of whether or not Madison is a monster or just an incredibly 
problematic person um, came for all her decisions that she was making that were getting people killed. And they were people that she had no right to make those decisions for. Mm. Uh, but this, you know, I agree. I agree 100. The final moments of the second episode would have happened no matter what. The, everything was going to lead to Pop Otto having Otto. to die. Yeah, Pop Grandpa, Daddy Otto. You killed Grandpa. Grandpa, <laughs> you're a monster. That's a different part of the. <laughs> Grandpa was kind of a dick, you guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so last week. She manipulates everyone to the point where she's kind of in this position of power. And here, the, these episodes, everyone seems to have realized that she's done that to a certain degree. And they're all looking at her going, uh, you don't run things here? Except the problem is, is that she does. The we're in, We've ended up in a situation where uh, uh, Troy Otto is completely under her thumb. And Jake Otto is so ineffectual that that the leadership's going to fall to Madison. Did anybody notice he also tried to be a bunny bunny ears lawyer? Because not only is he a was he a lawyer who faced off against uh, Walker in court, he also has medical training. So he's able to sit there and keep a bunch of people alive, not knowing what's <laughs> killing them. He kept like a tent and a half full of people alive, and he's got negotiating skills, and he can shoot. He's like. He's like a Marty Sue, and well, he's in the wrong show. Well, I mean, you know, he could have been there or not because uh, the uh, the mortality rate for ingesting anthrax is from twenty to sixty percent. Mm-hmm. It's much worse if you inhale it. Did you Did you see what the recovery time? Did they happen to list like recovery times? Because I mean, we've all, we pretty much established that Nick is either a, a humanoid <laughs> cockroach or he's. Fucking Wolverine. I'm really, I'm <laughs> reasonably <laughs> certain he is the chosen one. <laughs> you cannot kill that kid. Yeah. Oh, wait, wasn't he a druggie or something? Uh, Mind uh, you, I don't know his yes, history. Yes, so but he's used to putting crap in his body and but living. It doesn't give you immunity to anthrax. There you don't is, know that. There isn't the thing where he says, I'm a meth head. Anthrax doesn't kill me now. This doesn't work. I'm sure if you search, I'm sure if you go onto the internet and look, there's probably been a study on this. Well, maybe. <laughs> look, Nick cut his hair today, and did I not predict that there were going to be people commenting about the on this on oh. online? And they were, because we keep the crazy people as online. They're commenting, oh, but no God. one's sitting there crying yet. Yeah, the tears will come later. Yet, he looked okay. He looked fine. He looked pretty fine. He looked a lot better, you know. He, you know. He's a little shaggy. So for some reason, I can take him more seriously now that he's no, not so like greasy you, looking. No, but you pointed who was it? I don't know. Pointed out he looks like a little kid. Yeah, he looks like a little. So kid. now he looks like a crazy little kid. So. I, yeah, but now he look. He did, before he looked like if you touched him, you'd like pull your hand away and go. Oh, <laughs> what is there's a. The shin, th thin sheen yeah. <laughs> on, on and then you'd have a contact like skin <laughs> the anthrax so yeah yeah pretty sure pretty sure that that uh the walking dead medical school of uh well no just again it's one way it's one more way at the walking dead universe you cannot have you know the rally don't work that way but whatever. This table is super dirty, and I'm sorry. I'm yes, just and noticing the, like the giant scratching noises you're listening to, or Dustin it's finding little crusty. Stop touching things. 
Hey, <laughs> I stopped eating my chips. Uh, but yeah, it was just uh, an interesting set of episodes. And the problem now is that it is almost midnight and we all have things to do, so... So, short version is we basically find out what Walker what Walker's issue is. Um, and it's, oh, not, yeah. it's not just that he wants his land back. It's personal. See, yeah, because the whole time I'm thinking, oh, God, okay, I get it. You're, I get it. You're pissed off about land. It's fine. Makes you a little crazy. That's really not the issue, though. It was a misdirection, I think. Yeah. You know, it wasn't about the land. It was about vengeance for his family every male member of his family who even looked looked glancingly at an auto had been shot and killed by an auto over the last like 50 years it sounded like so it's it's very much a personal thing but if madison is a monster and auto is a monster walker is kind of a monster so there are it's really yeah. hard to root for anybody on this they show. Right? Walker is just the grandest scale of dick I've ever encountered in a TV show. Anthrax? For real? Well, I was you saying know? this yeah, while we were watching like, one of the, my, my problems that I had, and we talked about this already, so I'm sorry, uh, is the way that the show this half like ran right up to the edge of racism for the autos and their people and then walked it back so that we could like have some sort of sympathy for the people there and the autos and kind of get to like them and then ran right up to that right up to it again at the end when it was when it was time to make the autos the bad guys or or at least papa auto the bad guy Mm -hmm. more the bad guy like when we wanted him to just be a sweet old man who like was taking everybody in we had to walk back from the fact that he was a racist and that he had stolen this land and you know all this stuff legally or not he stole it and then then protected the land from the rightful owners with violence and murder and and i kind of almost think it would have been a more compelling a more interesting story about what where your line is if they had left that in if they had left it with instead of you know him backing off like oh brown people are uncomfortable like if he had just been a full-on racist and it would have been madison and her family going look we have to deal with this for the safety yes it's terrible but we're going to deal with this for the safety. And then it, maybe the comeuppance would have been a little bit better. I don't know. Who knows? Nobody knows. Nobody knows what, what may have been. I, I think it... They tr they did make an, an honest effort to try and give these characters depth and range so that you're not immediately looking at that. I mean, we were going... We've been talking about since we got to the ranch that these people are clearly racist. Yes. But the show didn't want to say the words racist. They just had a distinct shortage of brown people around. Right. Then we have Ophelia's story to, um, uh, throughout these episodes, where Ophelia, we see what happened to her after she uh, crossed back yeah. in, and, and how she ended up basically dealing with Otto. Meeting him first. He was the first person she came across when she, when she came into America, back into America, and he basically like gave her a sip of water and then was like, 
well, I hope you don't die out in the desert. Bye. And she's like, wait, can you take me? Like, give me a ride like to a to a 7-Eleven or something? He's like, no, can't have a brown person in my car. <laughs> Loved her there to be found by Walker, who then nursed her back to health and saved her and, you know, all that stuff. So, so Alicia is being held out at Walker's, and he's telling her why he's, sort of why he's doing what he's doing. Right. And... The whole, like, every male member of his family for the last 50 to 100 years has been killed by an auto sort of situation. And every time we go and bury them in the in the caves that are have been our historical burial sites, you know, the autos keep coming in and Messing getting, getting the land rights and taking away our stuff. So, um, so We want our stuff back. And, it's, and he looks at the history and, and, and stories of his people and looks at the, the zombie apocalypse and says... This was foretold. We will get our land back. We will have things will be the way they were. If it weren't for that damn auto and his pesky kids, <laughs> uh, he did a thing. I it did. was Curtis. Uh. Curtis. It was. It was the Scooby Doo thing. Yeah. Except with the, you're lost. You lost it. Um. It's late. I've. I've just. I don't know if I've had enough of this show or not. I'm, I'm, it, the, I don't know, man, you know, next season, what are they going to do? Well, now it's going to be about, about Madison being on the top of the food chain at this crazy compound, and her, her, her buddy, the Indian chief, I guess, I don't know, (laughs) (laughs) because basically it all coming up, after, after Madison does a dumb thing, gets people killed, and then. Somebody else does a dumb thing, gets people killed. Then Madison does another dumb thing that gets people killed. And every time they flip it back and forth, Madison does a dumb thing that yeah, gets people and killed. Yeah, the stakes get raised and raised and raised and, you know. And they can out-dumb each other. Oh, well, okay, so so Otto is bold and arrogant and racist and just yeah. sick of everyone around him. He is so... so he, he, he doesn't like his kids, he doesn't like the world he lives in, he doesn't like the people who are in his compound. Um, so Jake tries to go to Walker and 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 broker some sort of peace. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, he has to leave Alicia because Alicia followed him. He leaves Alicia and takes Ophelia back with him to do this brokering thing. And he's got it done. He's like they're gonna start exchanging supplies and water and mm-hmm. and kind of try and make it work. Unfortunately, Madison is not down with Alicia being over there by herself. So she convinces Troy to go in and rescue her. Because Troy is always down for going and possibly killing someone. Because, oh, you know, yeah, when you're a psycho crazy person, that's what, a Thursday? So, yeah. sure, <laughs> well, let's go. So, they do that, and and Alicia's like, what are you doing? We're doing a thing. Like, don't do this. <laughs> Mom! And, and, <laughs> and so they kill a bunch of guys over there, and that makes Walker mad, understandably. And so then, then he, in retaliation, sends Ophelia back to poison the troops and she uses anthrax to do and it. And Ophelia is a willing participant to a point. She doesn't know it's anthrax, but she shows up at the compound beaten and limping, which means that she let herself be beaten um, to make them think that... that oh, she, I think she was faking the limp. Mm. She might have been, I think she, she was well, straight away from she Madison. She was faking the limp when she was running... Yeah, exactly. She, she was, was super committed. <laughs> that she was method, method, in that method, part. yeah. <laughs> but oh, yeah. 
So she basically shows yeah. up and says, you know, they were terrible to me, and I left them. Or actually, no, they they kicked me out, and I mean, can I come here now? And they're like, uh, sure. And Otto's like, there's a brown person in my house! <laughs> yeah. And he's freaking out. Well, you know, a specific, very specific brown person that he remembers being... You know, she goes, hey, I can too. work in the kitchen, and everyone sits there and goes, sure, sure, why not? You just literally just came from the enemy compound. Let's put you in charge of the food. So she poisons the militia with anthrax, and like a bunch of them die and turn into walkers, and then kill a bunch of guys. And turn into walkers like super fast. Yeah. Well, there was some jump cuts, I think. Oh, okay, let me, we, the edit was a disaster. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, literally, there, there's no. They, they pretty much established that it takes time for these people to turn, and we had that yeah, was the whole. Troy's got a whole notebook. Yeah, exactly. Maybe anthrax oh. is like zombie vitamins. Death by well, anthrax. Troy makes turn actually quicker. actually did say like has dro- dropped off some some facts, like you know, like depending on the age and the metabolism and 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 physical condition, it might happen faster and weird, crazy stuff like that. This is a good crazy guy. He's crazy and it's good. So anyway, so they the walkers kill a bunch of the zombies kill a bunch of people and Ophelia gets captured and Madison takes her back to to Walker, the dude, the actual and then This is why we have to call them zombies on this show. I guess now. So anyway, then he's like she's like, I'm gonna I don't care about your feud. All I want to do is keep my family safe. And if it means having to kill every single person on the face of the planet, that is what's gonna happen. I will burn this whole thing down. And and he's like, I kinda like you. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, of course then she ends up coming back and why did she come back and steal the relics? Wasn't okay. there something else that happened in between there? So, yeah. Ugh. Uh, so, she goes back, because Nick Nick got the anthrax. He got, he got the poison food, too. And because Nick is Wolverine slash ultimate cockroach slash whatever is, you know, the man cannot die. Um, he is the chosen one. <sighs> the zombie messiah, whatever he is. Um, he recovers from... <laughs> he recovers from anthrax poisoning like that. <laughs> well, he is starting to figure out. Yeah, I don't get how he could be walking like within the day. Because the Walking Dead universe has no concept of time, space, or the laws of physics or, or how medicine. Yeah, they don't. They don't know how. Maybe, maybe he just didn't drink enough of that coffee, but. That's possible. Yeah, I like that. I like that theory. That, that is the best of all possible theories because everything else doesn't make any sense. But it's, it's like the mm, this coffee is anthraxy. <laughs> yeah. I'm just not going to have any. <laughs> so uh, basically, this is he. She goes back. She gets to the antibiotics because nobody, everybody's like, we can't just give them antibiotics. We don't know what's what's making them sick. And it's like, yes, you can actually do that. This is called medicine, and just you know. But no, they wait because Bunny Ears Lawyer's son. Um, no, they don't. And Madison says, "Give them the antibiotics," and they do. Yeah, but his argument before is, "We can't just give them antibiotics." She's like, "Yeah, you can," because she taught at a high. You know, she was a guidance counselor at high school. She knows her medicine. <laughs> um, <laughs> and those guys are like super preppers, you know. Oh so, yeah. So they're going to have a, a wide array of. Of antidotes. Of course, everyone who survived the initial dose does recover nicely because, you know, antibiotics, it's a thing. Uh, but, 
So she goes back and gives them that information. And they start having the discussions about what are we going to do because they're going to come kill us now. And we have no leverage. We have no bargaining chip. We have no way to make them listen. They're just going to come. And that's why she goes and steals the relics. So that they can have some sort of uh, leverage to have at least have it be a conversation as opposed to, you know, I want to talk. And they're going, we don't care. <laughs> no, really, I want a bang. And, and then they're all dead. But and that's where they really get the artifacts. Yeah. But this also leads to the conversation where... Uh, they go and take. She takes the skull of Walker's father that Nick found buried underneath. Oh, right. His new cabin, and you can tell that Nick is like the chosen one because nobody can dig. I have dug a grave before, and I have <laughs> never been a heroin addict, and I have never had anthrax, and it <laughs> took me a long time, and it was hard. And so, skip monster takes some anthrax. <laughs> and he just like digs into this floor of this cabin and is like coming out like, yeah, he looks fine. And he <laughs> finds the skeleton and it turns out that it's Walker's dad's skeleton. And they try and go to Walker and say, hey, you know, here's, here's your father's skull. And he's like, that's not good enough. And so Madison... Well, Madison at first... Um, she like her kids are all like you're a monster you've done all these horrible things and you've led this to the situation and she's like you will never understand and she picks up a guitar and starts to sing a mournful song about how she murdered her damn dad that was <laughs> amazing yeah, well, i'm not even gonna lie that was, that a, was, that was a really fantastic monologue and i i, I enjoyed it very much I short did. version being that uh madison's father was a Somebody who everybody loved, but he was a violent alcoholic. Had it coming, and he beat I her mother. I think she implied. I think she implied there was a sexual element to his abuse too. It's entirely possible, but she says she murdered. She shot, got his gun, and she killed him while he slept, and she has no regrets. And her children are looking at her with this mixture of "We get you, mom," Clear. but ha! you're a monster. <laughs> she, she, she likes the most. My mom looked at me just like that. <laughs> just like what you're doing. No, and you think Curtis is joking. Of course you don't, because you actually watched the episode. That's exactly what she said. Oh, that's the look my mother gave me when she walked in the room and saw that I had shot my father. This is like deja vu. But I would do wow. it again. And I love that she said that. I would do it again. I would do it a hundred times to protect her from him. And I love that. I love, I love when they go there with women to that place. Because I think that in women that primal you will not touch the people i love is a lot stronger than it is in men oh yeah i mean prime example is the cash me outside girl uh, her mom is totally enabling her because you know she's a mama whatever you know i watched dr phil so what don't judge me my i have a, i you know i have to have had to do Mindy silently judging you. Because Cardell... She's welcome to. ...has started saying, how about that? All the time, like anything that he said, like anything that happens, it's like, how about that? And so I've told him that for every time he says, how about that, I take three minutes of his computer time away. Because I am so tired of it. Really? Catch Me Outside Girl is a menace. I will not have her in my home. That's a good idea, man. Really. How much time I wish we asked? could... I wish we could make the same rule about Fear the Walking minutes. Dead. 
No, but how would we torture you, Curtis, if we didn't watch Fear the Walking Dead? You can't always watch good shows. can't have you come over here and watch Preacher and enjoy yourself. Oh my god, I would enjoy that. But you're right, we can't do that. <laughs> no. Find it. Oh wait, we're at the break. This is the final, this is the, the mid-season finale. So That's there's, true. There's a gap here. What are we going to fill that gap with? They just show? announced that Teen Wolf is coming back. Uh, in about three weeks, I'm not watching Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf is so good, Curtis. Like, you would love. Okay, I didn't like the. I didn't like. I've never liked Teen Wolf. Okay, but here's I've what we do: we, ca- we catch up on the episodes of of Preacher. Oh, hey, there you go. And then we can basically do we can do Preacher until Tween, Teen Wolf comes around because Teen Wolf. Justin <laughs> and I do have to do Teen Wolf because we have already committed to doing the final season. And I well, have to I, say, have I to, was entertained. I mean, I have to finally watch the original Twin Peaks series. I saw uh, the first episode of that the other night. It was great. It was so stupid. I laughed the entire time. Everybody was crying. <laughs> Everybody was crying to the point where I was just hysterically laughing at them <laughs> and their stupid emotional reactions, which David Lynch just draws out of you like, oh god! It's Dude, so- I saw an interview with um, uh, who was it? Um, Naomi Watts. Mm-hmm. And she says that David Lynch will be on set, and he always has a, a megaphone, and he always talks to the megaphone no matter what he's saying, even if he's this far away from you. He's talking through the megaphone, and he'll say things to you like, she did his voice, she's like, Naomi, I need you to act like you're eating a persimmon. <laughs> you know, just like, she's like it's, inte- it's completely unintelligible, but it works somehow. But I love that. I'm, a, I'm not a big David Lynch fan. I I saw Mulholland Drive. I didn't really get it, and you know. I saw the part where the girls were kissing. That was fun. Uh, I still maintain that Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet was like his like his masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, that. But that's like a that's like a 1950s. Um, propaganda film gone horribly wrong. Yeah, I know that's the best part about it is yeah everything so oh god <laughs> yeah so anyway we're actually watching um so anyway Madison yeah, goes out and human ear, all she right. comes back from talking to Walker and says that they have a day if they're not out of there by midnight nighttime the next day by sunset the next day they're all going to be killed yeah. And then she has that whole heart to heart with her kids, and she goes to talk to Papa Otto, and she says that she, she says this is the only part of the episode worth talking about, the, right. from the monologue to the end. She says, "I told I told your kids, and I told everyone that there was no way out of this; that they were we had to leave, or we were going to be killed. But that's a lie. You have to die." And. And Otto's like, oh, well, go ahead and kill me then. And she's like, no, I'm really, I've been really disappointed in my kids recently. Yeah. I killed you. <laughs> then, <laughs> that was, I, no, I, mean, said, I think it would disappoint my children. And I'm tired of disappointing my children. I've been doing it a lot lately. And I don't want to do it. And the look on his face is like. I thought my son was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> You're crazy. And she's, she's like, like, there's that look again. <laughs> I keep getting it today. And then so she good. but she says, so you're going to do it. And he's like, I'm not going to do it. He's just like, do it for your sons. And he says, I'll grow my sons. sons. One's an ineffective, ineffective crybaby, and the other one's just like me. Keep off the old block. 
It's hilarious. And, and uh, because, of course, she walked into the room without knocking, which ticked him off. Oh, no. Nick walks in the room, and he's like, does anybody knock? <laughs> does anybody in this family knock? <laughs> it's not really a knocking world. No, and so, you know, she's like looking at him. She's got the gun, and he's like, you're going to have to keep, shoot me. And she's like, I don't And Nick just walks up and plugs him with the revolver. Yeah. And despite the fact he shot him in the forehead, they attempt to stage it <laughs> as a suicide. Which I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's they're going to do self-defense. Maybe the claim is self-defense. I don't know, because they, they when they ran in there, because she sent Nick away, but when they ran in there, she's just sitting at the desk, and well, that gun that that Nick shot him with was that dude's gun, right? Right. But he had given it to Nick. So, it doesn't matter. None of this matters. They're not going to even address this at all next season. Oh no, it'll be six months from now. So while in the worst cover of Stand by Me that I think any of us have ever heard, yeah, it's been bad. Stupid. I don't. Mean, I don't know who recorded that. But I can't. Oh my god. Emo core band. Oh, it was so self indulgent and stupid. So while they're playing over this, we're watching. Like. uh, Everyone like. my art. Yeah, the the auto boys take their dad out and put him in a truck and take him out to bury him. And then then it shows Madison like standing in front of the coffin and then she's walking up the hill towards Walker. And uh, she hands him a bag. <laughs> I love my favorite part. My favorite part was your reaction when it dawned on you what had happened. Go ahead and tell us. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so let me get this straight. She waited for those boys to box up that old man. <laughs> then she went and took his head and gave it to the guy. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it ends. I love how it ends because while that terrible Stand By Me is playing, it goes, like, shows the the auto house, and then it goes to the porch, and and uh, Madison and Alicia and Nick are all standing out of the porch surveying the, the tent city, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> yes. it, was, it was intensity in tent city. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Wow. There was a... <laughs> there actually was a, a subplot with Strand. All right, uh, and Strand's actually—I really like Strand's story tonight because I kept oh, waiting yeah, for him to kill himself. We cannot mention that. I kept oh. waiting for him to kill himself. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he finds his boat, he the finds Abigail. His, the Abigail, and he goes on board, and it's not empty. It's full of some zombie peoples, which he strictly dispatches. I and the first guy he plugs is he just lets him land on a massive pile of cocaine and it still bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> I've complained about it at the time, and maybe and twice every, since. Yeah, I was about to say, 20 minutes every day. And I was like, come on. <laughs> That'll help you stay awake in dangerous times, man. Right. That's why Daryl had a big old bag of blue meth. So anyway. He uh, also... Uh, uses a spear gun to pin this lady to the to the wall of the boat and she stays there the whole episode pinned through the head to the wall every time they walk past that room she's there in the background yeah, like, that has got to be like I, i'd love to see that lady's reel now like that's very prevalent in her reel <laughs> every time he walks in front there she is the the the, the, the scene where she pours water 
on on true on uh, on uh, Vampire Diaries pours water in people's glasses in a cafe and the scene where she was impaled to the wall. So he goes through and he's looking. He figures out that there's something he can do to get his boat started. Mm-hmm. It's you know it's that that part's beyond him. But he finds a radio that works and he's trying to find someone to chat con- with, connect with, and he manages to connect with the cosmonaut. G- GBM looking for now. <laughs> oh my god! I need to do the math on that. <laughs> That's not what happens. But he uh, he connects with this this cosmonaut, and they are. Like, are you circumcised, Over? <laughs> 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 oh, but the uh, uh, you know so. That that bit I thought was really really cool because you had this guy who is there's nothing that's going to save him. He's just going to circle the earth until he dies, um, and there's a very good chance that you know he'll run out of air. He'll just choke to death up there. It's oh, he'll starve to death. They got good air scrubbers <coughs> over there. Well, and then probably the other dead crew members that are there are producing uh, uh, probably some sort of gases off of their bodies. Unless you shot them outside. See, this is the series I want to see. <laughs> well, we did it on Last Man on Earth. They did it on Last Man. Yeah. I know, I know. And, they, and that was fine and everything. Was, well, Last Man on Earth is nominally a comedy. Yeah. Um, and don't spoil it. I haven't seen any of this past season. Is there this? Is there another season? Yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. that's still going. Okay, yeah, that's good because I thought that show was brilliant and funny, and everything that this show isn't. So this is the point where I thought he was going to kill himself because he's connecting with this guy that is going to die, and the cosmonauts—they're—they're they're giving each other famous last words of famous writers. And, yeah. and that was actually a really cool bit I love that, that was great and then they lose the connection and Strand just looks like he's he's done but instead he goes and he finds the rest of the alcohol in the boat and he uh, takes all the guns and anything that might potentially be valuable we weren't, we weren't sure what he was doing right away because Dustin pointed out that it looked like he was taking all the useless crap yeah but if you're going to abandon the boat and get everything you can with the bullet suddenly becomes potentially useful crap it might be useless but who knows so he grabs that he grabs all the guns that are left there there's a pretty sizable arsenal that he has strapped to his back and he sets fire to the boat and walks away and so i think we have then something blows up on the boat and he's like did i forget some really <laughs> the gas was that no huh. Okay. I think he. I think we've seen the. I'm predicting we're seeing the end of the slick, polished strand, and we're going to see more of the. Um, I will survive. And do it well. No. Daniel's probably going to run over him with his car. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question. Yes. Um, Cast members from Deadwood who will also be on the show the next half of this season. I want well, I want my Santa Santa Clarita Diet crossover. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what I want. You want Timothy Oliphant? I want Timothy Oliphant. I want Timothy Oliphant too. Because but I, but want I want the show too. 
Yes. Yeah, I we know. say that. I know. Um, <laughs> but I, so I, would, I, no, I want the crossover to be the actual character crossovers because I, <laughs> I want him to sit there and go up against Madison. He's like, oh. and he'll be like, you're so mean. <laughs> so mean. And that would just, I would laugh so hard. Uh, that would be great. That would be awesome. I want this so bad. Um, it's not going to happen. I can't remember his name. Uh, I would love it if Jim Beaver was showed up. Uh, he's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe the guy who played Dan Dor. I'd be cool with anybody. Anybody from that show showing up. Except for, uh, what is his name, Gerald McCraney. Still pissed off at him. Not at him, at his character in that show. He was an awful, awful... Wasn't Nick Offerman on um, Deadwood? No. I'm going to say that emphatically, but now I'm thinking, was he? (laughs) As I go through every single character. I know ZZ Top was on it, the first episode. They pan right, right past him, and they're... Hanging around a rain barrel. I don't know, talking about rain barrels. I could have ZZ Top on, on Fear of the Walking Dead. That'd be alright. Yeah, I'd do that. Yeah, I'd do that. Totally. That'd be cool. And like every episode, they end it with a ZZ Top song. <laughs> well, now they've got to the point where they've got uh, a tent city of people, so they can just like pull in characters whenever they need them. Uh, as true. long as they're white. Yeah. Native American. Oh no, it's gonna open up now. They're gonna they're gonna not be so Well, they're I mean you're probably gonna have to have they're they're gonna combine forces, right? I mean that's what's gonna happen next season, right? Or the second well, part. Well, who right? knows what's gonna happen. Anyway. Anyway, um we're all very tired. And I'm surprised we stayed coherent this long. So huh? yes, exactly. That's what yeah. Mindy said. Um, thank you for listening, folks. We'll be back. Oh, oh, this is dark. What's happening right here on TV right now? <laughs> for those of you, the 25 of you that I found out that are listening, thank you guys for listening and tell your friends um, to listen. Um, we have fun. But yeah, we have, it, it, but we always have uh, the Adult Swim cartoon night happening on the television while we're doing this. So if one of us isn't talking. We're usually staring at what's going on on Robot we Chicken. Seem distracted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then you said a Michael Vick skit, and it was super. super <laughs> Actually, it's the kind of thing where Madison shows up and goes, "You guys are monsters." <laughs> so anyway, thank you for listening, folks. We'll be back next week with probably Preacher. Oh I think yeah. We'll talk sure. Preacher next week, and then Preacher isn't. Yes, it is. Yeah, Shut yeah. up, Smith. So we're in second season of Preacher. It's only four episodes in, so easy enough to catch up. Uh, well, I've missed a whole season. I've I seen one episode. The rest of the well, hurry up, man. It's really good. Anyway. I'm down a laptop. I don't have any download capability. Oh, I'll dear. just do it at work. So anyway, we'll be back with more of that. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, obviously, we would love to have you listen to our other podcasts. We have a lot of fantastic podcasts from a lot of great people here at Sci-Fi for Me. Uh, we have our YouTube channel, which we would still like a thousand viewers. We have 50, episode 50 for Salacious Crumbs. Oh, go yeah. check it out. McKenna's uh, dressed, but go check it out. What? What's <laughs> happening? And I try getting her to do Slave Leia, but... No such joy. I will, uh, I will be appearing August 25th at the Screenland Armor Theater in a stage reading of Raising Arizona. Awesome. <laughs> if any of you want to travel... Come to KC uh, in uh, about uh, not quite 10 days. 
we're going to be doing uh, Fringe Festival here okay. in Kansas City, Fringe and Festival. the Independent Filmmakers Coalition uh, is going to have a program. We have six different screenings. Um, I wrote a monologue for Poops I Did It Again that she's using. Oh, fantastic. Oh, yeah. We have a lot of friends who do a lot of fr stuff with Fringe this year, and uh, every year, and a lot of a lot of folks, not just Curtis, who is in the theater world, so we're very happy to support them and support the arts. Anyway, folks, thank you for listening. We'll see you guys next week with more Zompocalypse Now. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Timothy. Thank you, Curtis. Thank you. Thank you, Mindy. Thank you. And uh, thank, thank you, Mindy. Good night, John Boy. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Curtis. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Curtis. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Last word. This has been a presentation of HorrorForMe.com. Copyright 2017 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to Horror For Me Radio. Ha, 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 ha.